This is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. You know, most, almost every day we hear some message about this tough economic time. You know, financial experts quote stock market figures, housing starts, and depressing employment numbers. You know, I am really getting tired of it all, and I bet you are too. If you feel stuck and victimized about tough economic times, you need to hear my amazing expert guest today. Lisa Menini is a business coach with a unique gift and a noble mission. Her gift is to see links and dissimilar ideas and where other where other people do not. Her mission is to help people help themselves. She wrote the best-selling book, Me, Myself, and Why, The Secrets to Navigating Change. She is the founder of her own company, Accelerate Associates, which again is to help others make income more with less effort on purpose. She has created a proprietary system called the Entrepreneurial Edge System, and she also hosts her own radio show, Navigating Change, on Blog Talk Radio. So, today, I'm declaring today as our day to get unstuck and create good times for ourselves. So I want to welcome Lisa today for being with us, smart women, and conversations with us today. Welcome, Lisa. Well, Lisa, again, thank you for being here. Uh, it's a great book. Uh, let's just get right into it. Thanks for great. being here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Well, glad you could be with us. Now, you know, I, I know everybody, uh, and from my own personal experience, but I know people do things for lots of different reasons. And, you know, there's usually a personal reason why people do what they do. And um, I always ask that question first because I just think it, it really gleans into why Lisa is who she is and what she does. And you've written this book. You have a radio show. You you really have a passion for pe- for helping people. So, what really is your what really got you into all this? What is your personal story when it, when it, when it comes to what Lisa does today? Well, it was really inspired by a tire iron. <laughs> uh, I love that. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was. Um, I had a very successful career in corporate, climbed the corporate ladder, went through a lot of mergers, acquisitions, a lot of change uh, with people, um, having to navigate that whole change process. And then I had to um, dismantle a division I was working with, and um, I was on a crossroads because that affected my position. I had to lay me off. And um, I had helped people my entire career, um, personally, organizationally, um, and, yeah, I was at a, my own crossroads and going to a networking appointment, and I remember that um, I said, you know, is starting my own business and writing a book the right decision? And, you know, all of a sudden I saw something pop up from the freeway headed straight at me, and I just closed my eyes, waited for what I thought was going to be a painful event. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard this big whooshing sound and then dinging going around in my front seat. And I opened my eyes to find a shattered windshield, a softball-sized hole in my windshield, and a 4-foot, 5-pound semi-truck uh, tire iron in the front seat of my car. Oh, my gosh. And I got to the side of the road. I landed in a parking lot and... Uh, the short story is I got out of the car, called the police, and when I got out of the car, I really 
looked at the extent of that damage, there was a six-inch gash in the steel hood of the car where this wow. tire iron went right Quite through. an impact, for sure, yeah. Quite an impact, and each police officer came on scene that day, looked at the trajectory of that, that original trajectory of that tire mm -hmm. iron, looked at me, and said, you know, lady, you're on this earth for a reason. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, just moments earlier I had been asking if starting a business and writing a book was the right decision, and I got my answer three different times. <laughs> so, so, so that basically was the clue that you're supposed, to, you're supposed to stick around, and you are probably one of the luckier people that, that a lot of people met that day. There's, they probably were thinking maybe we should ask her uh, some lottery ticket numbers today, <laughs> maybe that might work for them. Well, I'm glad you're here, but, you know, again, I, I, I also read uh, also, uh, now, as far as the life-changing event, mm -hmm. you know, you, you talk about your C-Club, and yeah. I, am, uh, I am on a board of directors of a, of a, a breast cancer foundation in mm -hmm. our community, and I've worked very, very closely in raising many, many dollars for cancer. We call them survivors, but you call them cancer conquerors, which yeah. I really liked. Yes. Yeah. And I I do that because um, I I just it, it gives a sense of control over I think a person's life and and I was in my late 20s when that happened many years ago and and I got um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and uh -huh. I realized that there wasn't a whole lot out there in at the time in terms of helping someone after cancer. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it's such a life-changing event, and sure you really get into this cloud of ambiguity, and you don't know which way to turn. And it, it really changes, uh, for I think a lot of people, at least for me it did, changed my outlook on life and uh, helped me reprioritize. So it really was a gift for me, yeah. uh, and one of the reasons why I wanted to help people in that way as well. Uh, you know, as a psychologist, you know, I, I talk to people a lot. They come in with... Uh, you know, desires of change, and they're they're always eager, you know, to to make a, a change in their lives, maybe in their jobs. I've done some coaching as well, but but I, I've found that you know, change is not as easy as most people think, and and you know, of course, a life changing event sure can impact an, an individual how they view the world, and and you no doubt, as you say, it has impacted your world, and and given you the ability to help others see the world in in different ways that may not that they may not have been able to see before. But you know, I find that people have two views, and and I know there's probably more. You know, it's kind of that view of uh, the glass is either half empty. Mm -hmm. Or the glass is half full, mm -hmm. and and I and I, and when you talk about in your book change, this is something that uh, continues to be very controversial in in you know in, in the field as far as change. You know we're change agents. You are an agent of change. Uh, talk, let's just talk a little bit about change. And and again, if someone is is listening today and thinking about it, gee, you know, of course with the economy. And maybe they don't have a choice as far as change because their company is downsizing or whatever else. What What are some of the some of the the really the the great advantages of change that you can offer to someone? Uh, great question. I you know it's I can honestly from experience say that I I've had the opportunity to see even that downsizing that you talked about um, from both sides, from one from mm -hmm. the company side and one from my going through it. And I got to tell you, it wasn't always easy in seeing that glass half full. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Because we get stuck. We get stuck, and we, 
at least for me, it's like, oh my gosh, this is all I've ever known. Yeah. Well, you know? we we are we are creatures of habit, most of us. I mean, we like predictability. When we wake up, we go to the bathroom and get our toothbrush out and our toothpaste, and, mm-hmm. you know, wash our face. But you know, if somebody came in the middle of the night and moved everything around our morning, we could be pretty chaotic, couldn't we? <laughs> Well, it, it, that's a good point. That's a great point. And in fact, that's, I think, what's happening a lot with people is they don't necessarily see all of the choices that there are out there. And I think one of the things that helped me is really to let go. And I mm-hmm. think that's really hard for people when they're making changes to let go of what was and start creating what is. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a process and timing for that because there's an emotional attachment to the relationships that you've built at these um, or in these organizations. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's really a family. I mean, as it, you said, it, it is. the letting go is really letting go of this family that you spent eight hours a day, probably longer than that, for many, many years, and then uh, changing that that family system as it's as any family when it, any any change occurs really is a re reorganization and readjustment to a whole new system. Mm-hmm. And it, and that's a great point. Belief systems. You know, we get so ingrained in these belief systems and only see ourselves in one way. For mm-hmm. many years, we were influenced by the notion of jobs for life. Right. I mean, we right. built all these you know corporate positions and we thought well we would retire and we get this great pension and that would got cut short for a lot of people mm-hmm. and so they developed this belief system and now they're relooking at their belief system saying oh wait a minute there's other ways there's entrepreneurial ways what's this mm-hmm. all about and mm-hmm. so it's brand new for a lot of people and they sometimes hang on to this old baggage of what was and try to recreate that when, in fact, it's a brand-new marketplace and mm-hmm. they have to get used to. So, you know, there's a, there's a great way to let go, though, too, and I've, I've counseled people on this before, is write down, if, if you had such an attachment in relationships, write down what that meant to mm-hmm. you and you know, really pour your heart out in that, in, in what you're writing down. Don't send it to anybody. And when you're ready, destroy it. Get it out of your yeah. your area. Um, have a, you know, bonfire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have fun with it. But ceremoniously let it go. And that yeah. includes any logos of the company you worked with so that you could really start embracing a mm-hmm. brand new way of life. Well, you know, and, and again, I talk to a lot of women uh, of course, for over 25 years, I've been talking with women. But reinvention is is something you know that re-inspiring, re, 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 refiring. But reinvention is something that's becoming more commonplace, especially for women, mm-hmm. as as we're growing going through our careers. You know, as a psychologist, I've moved into different realms, as you have in your business. You know, finally going out in, in, in an entrepreneurial style, whereas I worked in a large system as well. But that reinvention and that re contouring yourself is something I think in in a lot of ways I'm seeing happening a lot during this time because I think people are really not only are they having to rethink you know what they were doing is that they're also rethinking it in a positive because I think these this is also a great time for opportunities for people to really say you know what is it I really really want to do you know I really did this because that was my training that was my background and 
sometimes we get stuck in what we're doing because that's the way we were trained and then we keep doing the same things over again. But Mm -hmm. isn't there a great opportunity now for people? Phenomenal opportunity. In fact, um, you know, the the one of the questions that I often ask is, what do you want from life? Yeah. What do you want your life to look like? And it's incredible that I often get these blank stares from people that said, I've never even thought about that question. Yeah. You know, and that they even have uh, the power, the personal power yeah. to create a life that they truly want. They never even thought of that. You yeah. know, it's like, and oh, okay, go to school, get a job, work yeah. a job, yeah. until I retire. And, and that might have been old school thinking or older, I mean, some other type of thinking. But, but I mean, I guess I heard this said, uh, said in, in, a, in a, I don't even remember exactly where I was, but that said my my life is my job, my job is my life, you know, and it was almost in such a way that it was said was that more and more people if they started to see what they do every day, you know, we as human beings, work and play are really part of who we are, you mm-hmm. know. And, mm-hmm. and and I'll be honest, when I hear people saying, well, I'm going to retire or I can't wait to retire, I think to myself that's very sad that you don't think in terms of here's what I'm going to do with the next part of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the next step in the part of my life that – Maybe this time I can really take my interest and my passion and my purpose and really put it into play. Is is that something that you find, though, that people really don't take that enthusiasm or see that opportunity to just say, okay, here's the next step. This is a great new step. It's a, this is my new uh, my new beginning. Actually, once they get through all the emotional aspects of that transition, I do see that. And I see that more and more than uh, taking more of the entrepreneurial track. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I work a lot with entrepreneurs and helping them really take a different view of their business. Because a lot of them will say, you know, I have this passion, but I could never make money doing that. And I said, mm-hmm. well, no, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> Old belief system, how do you know you can't? Because yeah. with the information age, with the Internet, there are so many ways to systematize and monetize your business and yeah. what you do and what you love to do um, that they, many of them find uh, it even more profitable in their second phase of their career, whether that's in, quote, retirement or they simply, uh, you know, are still in their 30s, 40s, um, even 50s and taking packages and now find, hey, wait a minute, I can, yeah. you know, recreate and create even something even better. Mm-hmm. So I am actually seeing that. And, you know, there's about 395,000 new businesses a month being yeah. started across the country. Yeah, they said, I mean, again, entrepreneurial uh, businesses are the fastest growing trend in the United States, but they're also saying women owned mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurial uh, businesses are, are, are the fastest growing trend. And I think women are starting to really get it that, you know, why, why fight the good old boys? Why, why stay in a system that necessarily isn't going to, you know, uh, promote me where I, where I truly believe I can be, whereas I can go out and start my own business? And I think the network that women continue to develop is so powerful with one another that we can outsource to one another. And I think this is the fun, exciting time for women especially is that we're getting it. We buy 85%, in fact, I think it's even gone up, of services and products in the United States. We should be <laughs> able to control the marketplace as far as we know what people want. We know what women want. 
Yeah, yeah, huge buying power, huge buying power. And I think there's a lot of companies getting savvy to that, and and women as well. And they're saying, wait a minute, you know, I could I could do this and more. And um, you, so you're going to be finding the the increase in in women women owned businesses. And you know, some of them are still going to obviously a great deal is going to still work in corporate. But there's a lot of corporate people also looking at their own exit strategy and taking. Yeah charge of their career and saying, wait a minute, I think I want to start the side business, and the side business becomes so profitable for them, they end up going into business sure. anyway. Yeah, and I, and I think you're right. People, don't lose, don't leave a job till you find a job. That's always a good strategy for most people is that unless you've built up enough capital that you can jump off and, and start your business, there's, and what do you, how much do you need, what, four years of capital? Isn't that typically about three to four years? You know, that that has typically been it, but there are so many ways you can jumpstart your business in six months or less. Yeah. Um, now, by building passive and leveraged income. And the Internet has made that even easier, but people need to know how to do that and the different strategies rather than push marketing, which is an influence from the industrial age, that it's really more about pull marketing, pulling in your preferred clients, which is a mm-hmm. whole new way of mm-hmm. marketing your business. And when people understand these systems and understand how to pull in their preferred clients and leverage the Internet, it becomes so much easier. And it, it's not that three to five years to really get a great small business going. It's much quicker than that. So with technology, yeah. the results have also been accelerated. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's a, that's a great uh... That's a great statement. That alone is that you don't have to wait three to four years. It can happen a lot sooner. So that should definitely give people more comfort as far as moving on a little bit more rapidly. Okay, let's talk about I know we're talking about the positives, but what are some of the obstacles that you see people basically, uh, maybe they're not aware of, you know what I mean? It's kind of like what I call the snake pit. Um, when I would work with people, you know, you would you. One of the things was I worked with people very strategically. I mean, I work with people very strategically in pro in a problem solving mode. And one of the things that that we would look for is where their snake pit is. And the snake pit is the person who thinks they can, you know, they've got this 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 issue, but they think that they can charm the snake. You know, they can go into the snake pit and they can charm the snake. But nine times out of ten, you know, if there's something that gets you in trouble over and over again, it's going to get you. It's going to get you time and time again. Mm -hmm. So in your mind, what are the obstacles or the things that people just really, really uh, continue to, in some ways, create barriers for themselves? Uh, Yeah, one one great, uh, one really important barrier, um, and it's important for people to understand, is their natural hardwiring. It continues to be either their greatest strength (laughs) or or their biggest snake pit, as you refer to that. Yeah, because none of us are snake charmers. Right, right, right. Give Um, give us, give me an example of of, uh, an obstacle, one you're talking about. Yeah, um, some people who are naturally hardwired. Um, to uh, they love ideas. They love to go after the next new idea, mm-hmm. and um, many of them are creating businesses. And they're brilliant at creating these great ideas. In fact, they like to create ideas and they they act on them. It's mm-hmm. their greatest strength. It is their greatest strength. It can also be their biggest inhibitor, because they like to go after the next best idea. So what happens is they go after that you know next shiny idea. 
and they want to act on it without fully executing the first idea. Sure. So they're going, going, going in many different directions and wondering why they can't get the results that they truly want. Yeah. Well, they and need to be in a job that's project-driven so they can get in one project and out and into the next. That's kind of it sounds, you sound. It sounds a little bit like me. I think it's called you know you got to move on. But uh, <laughs> you're right. So they're they're just not realizing what their talent is, and including the next piece. You know, Walt Disney was a visionary. You know, yeah. he he saw Disneyland and Disney World, and he knew you know in his mind what he could build. But the only problem was it's going to take a lot of money. Yeah. You know. So he had to find the right people to give mm-hmm. the vision to that could finance Disney World. You know, and I think that's that's the part that's exciting is if you can partner with the right people, if you know what your strengths are, that you can partner with people with strengths that can assist you with the areas that you're not good at. I need people to take care of my finances for me. You know, I right. know that. I know I need somebody to do that for me. But the ideas are great. But you're, what you're saying is people just aren't aware of the of the pieces that they're lacking in is that what you're saying? Yeah, they they they're not necessarily aware of how their natural hardwiring impacts their business. Uh, so uh-huh. if they're an entrepreneur or their job, if they're working in a corporate environment, and it's important to understand this. And the point you bring up is is a very valid one, and that is. And then if you know that, you can surround yourself with people that are maybe opposite of you that can help execute and make those visions and those ideas a reality. And you can still be very motivated by going after the next best idea, but as long as you have somebody to execute it on your team. And so, you know, and that goes for any hardwiring. I see people that are natural extroverts that, you know, they they have the the wonderful gift of painting verbal word pictures, and they, you know, they're very fluid in their speaking. In fact, I had one entrepreneur um, that said, you know, I just don't understand. She's very much an extrovert. She didn't understand why she was so demotivated um, in her business. She loved what she did. I said, Uh well, tell me a little bit about your business model. She described a business model of only doing things over the phone. Now, over the phone is great for people that maybe are internal thinkers, um, but if that's all, she wasn't getting that face-to-face communication. Yeah, and she felt that's frustrated. what she needed, yeah, and that's what she yeah. needed. And I said, change your business model, include more face-to-face speaking engagements, and you will become energized and motivated because that's inherently your hardwiring and what you need because your hardwiring becomes part of what you need. Yeah. So what you're saying also is that the better you understand who you are and what your strengths are, the better fit you will find as far as where your passion and purpose and your and your your love of your job and your work and your career come to come together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and this is this is fundamentally important to really finding your your mission um, mm-hmm. on earth and to finding your passion and what really energizes you and the kinds of environments that energize you. Mm-hmm. So, so it's coming up with the I statements that are positive, that this is what I am. And I, and I think you're right, Lisa. There's too many people that don't really know uh, how talented they really are, and they're very unique in what they do. It's just finding that, that, that diamond within that they can actually uh, you know, show the world that really exists. I think you know, one thing I found with women, and, and you can comment on this, I'd love to hear your comment, is, is that we're not, very, very, we're not very good about 
tooting our horns. We're not very good about going out and telling the world who we are, you know, and what we do. I'm not talking about in a bragging fashion, which I think a lot of women believe it is, but really talking about what really tricks our trigger, where where our passion, where our hearts are. You know, I think uh, I think women are great about doing things. You know, we're multitasking and we're doing. But many, many women, I mean, I've gone to networking and meetings, and I, I, you know, I will tell people who I am, you know, because I want them to understand that what I'm doing is important, and I hope that they understand that it's in some ways we can connect in, in, at, in, at some level. And, uh, you know, so I'm pretty well telling people who I am. I'm sure a lot of people think, oh, good grief, what is she doing? But <laughs> but I want to know who they are. I would like to hear what they are. And oftentimes, you know, I will have to ask someone else who that woman was, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that is that is something I think, uh, do you find that with women that you work with? Um, I do. And I think a lot of times, uh, especially for women that are making the shift from corporate environment to business ownership Uh um, because they have for many years assimilated into a corporate structure and Uh so they felt that they needed to be a certain way Uh rather than saying and celebrating who they (laughs) truly were or truly are and um, utilizing their best talents and strengths. Yeah, I worked for a large healthcare system as a director of the employee assistance program, and it was a very, uh, it was a faith-based health system, and of course our clothing, <laughs> and our dress code was extremely, extremely limited as far as what we could wear, and I can I can still remember once I left, is how in, in, enlightening and how freeing it was to be able to wear what I wanted to wear. <laughs> you know, and, and you're right. We don't realize those things until we say. Okay, I better not wear that, you know, boy, that, you know, so you're right. It's it's when we get to move out into our own uh, into our own uh, realm, it's just an amazing thing that we can feel, but uh, you know, okay, so so basically learning to know who we are and what we re- what really is our where our passion and our in our in our love of of life is is just really a great way and and, I, and I'm sure as a business coach this is what your your the excitement that you get working working with people. Mhm. I do because uh you know when um they see the it's great when you see the lights go on and they they create a a, a vision for their future. They're creating a a blueprint to get there, like a roadmap to get there. And they see the, you know, forest through the trees. Right. And they're realizing, oh, my gosh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I can not only do this, I can do it in an authentic way, being mm-hmm. who I fundamentally am with a level of awareness. Because I've often said, if you can do work, whether it's owning your own business or in corporate, if you can do work that's in alignment with who you are mm-hmm. in an environment where you can be who you are with a level of awareness, it's not work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's it fun. Can be very fun. It's fun, you know, and, and I, yeah. yeah, you get to be who you are, and and uh, and it's and you create the life that you truly want to to live. Yeah. Well, the signs are if you wake up in the morning and you're energized and you're ready to hit the road running, and you do that time and time again, that's probably a good sign. There's a good fit going on. Well, mm-hmm. well, you've written a book, Me, Myself, and and Why, The Secrets to Navigating Change, and there's lots of practical information and there's steps to, that people can take to really start uh, assuming and being authentic with themselves and understanding who they are, and I think that's very important. I think another another 
point, and I'm just going to throw this one in at the end, is that, you know, I, I talk with women about, you know, you've constantly got to challenge yourself too. And, and you know, when you do make change, there is a certain amount of fear. But the point is being uncomfortable uh, you call it uncomfortably comfortable, and I've also used that term. But once we get past that, once mm. any of us get past that, past that, the feeling of confidence and self-assurance can be so extremely valuable to take that next step. Yeah, it's only it's only difficult the first time, and then it gets easier and easier, and you're you know. Then you're in a place where you say, okay, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been here before. I know what to expect, and I can go forward, and I can, I can survive. I, I can be a conqueror. I can do that. That's well, right. this is a great book, uh, and what you're doing, your radio show, uh, you know, your website, everything. But where can they find more information about Lisa and all the things you're doing, and, of course, your, your new book? Great. Yes, they can find everything on our main website at AccelerateAssociates.com, and I'll spell that because it's spelled differently. It's E-X-C-E-L-L-E-R-A-T-E, Associates.com, and uh, there's a bunch of links for entrepreneurs as well and our free easing that they can get as well as information about the book, which is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Great. Super. Well, it's it's an exciting uh time for women uh, again especially what you're doing I, I applaud you uh, your mission your purpose in helping helping many many people especially women I want to congratulate you and I wish you continued success with your book and thank all you. things that you're doing and once again thank you so much for being with us thank you it's my pleasure absolutely